Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the True Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host Chandni Chung and in case you're new here, this podcast is all about thoughtful, real, unfiltered and evidence-based conversations around a healthy lifestyle that you can apply to your life today. So, let's dive right into today's episode. Today I am extremely excited as well as humbled to be hosting two COVID-19 frontline doctors on my show Dr Shreyasi Tandolkar and Dr Maitri Athavle. Dr Shreyasi is currently doing her first year residency at GMC Surat in Gujarat in the field of psychiatry and Dr Maitri a junior resident in obstetrics and gynecology at Nair Hospital Mumbai. Dr Shreyasi and Dr Maitri I want to firstly thank you for your services and for taking out the time to be on the show today we're truly honored to have you thank you so much for having us thank you okay to all the listeners i just want to take a moment to outline the current situation in india as of today 24th may 2020 the total confirmed covid-19 cases in india have risen to almost 1.32 lakhs according to the latest update from the union health ministry the number of deaths in the country is now at 3867 with the active reported cases standing at almost 74000 as many as 54000 patients have however been cured and discharged so far a recovery rate of about 40% with 47000 confirmed cases so far Maharashtra remains the worst affected state in the country followed by Tamil Nadu at 15500 and Gujarat at 13600 Dr Maitri since you are currently serving in Maharashtra and specifically Mumbai the worst hit city is this recovery rate of 40% a good number a lot of the rumors going around are that Indians just in naturally have good immunity So what are your thoughts on that? Uh hi so I don't really think that this has got anything to do with immunity because other diseases which are also uh, associated with people with uh, immunocompromised conditions like for example tuberculosis tuberculosis has been taking more lives in India than covid has in the world so far every year so uh, it's right. not about uh, immunity per se what i feel is that mostly in indians it is presenting as asymptomatic cases and that's true for across the world as well so uh, when we have asymptomatic cases these are all carriers they're not really getting tested because we don't need to get them tested because you know our health our, our infrastructure is anyway not being able to serve patients who have already come out positive so to add to it if they're randomly you know entering your house and testing everybody it's going to get further worse so i don't think the numbers are uh, low because of india's immunity it's more because asymptomatic cases are not being tested and there's nothing wrong with that i mean this is a properly uh, 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 followed government policy so i think that's the reason also i feel that uh, in terms of infections uh, particularly the flu india in general does better because of probably racial uh, benefits i'm not quite sure but in general the way flu affects uh, uh, the western population it doesn't affect indians in general like uh, the number of deaths that flu causes in the us is far lesser than it does in india but i don't right i don't yeah 
and you're saying you're saying that's not related to immunity yeah i don't think it's really related to immunity in the sense that we just have better immunity we are just better uh, we have had more exposure towards bacterial infections towards viruses in general because we have more of those in india infectious diseases per se so our response is uh, we've evolved in such a way that the response is better but if we randomly test asymptomatic case, uh, patients i'm sure the number will, will shoot through the roof so i don't think it's we're immune to it i just feel that we're not showing symptoms understood but isn't the recovery rate however related to um to the to, to the non asymptomatic patients not really the recovery rate uh, uh, includes all the patients who were positive at one point and were discharged from the hospital basically recovery indicates that you were admitted to the facility and you got discharged understood so you're saying that mainly the uh, the indian population are asymptomatic and even though they tested positive they uh they 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 recover fine yeah the young population which is most of india luckily for us that we're we're a young country so uh, a lot of people under the age of 55 who do not have comorbidities like say diabetes or hypertension or heart disease or liver disease such patients are testing positive and they are taking 14 days 21 days to clear out the virus from the system but they're not really showing too many symptoms so you know they fall into the category of people who have been discharged and you know who who have recovered from the disease right okay understood dr shreyasi can you tell us a little bit about your covid schedule like how many hours is your shift um you know i've heard that you can't eat or drink anything or even use the washroom during your shift so how hard is it to you know um work around that even the ppe gowns and the goggles seem like you know it's really hot and how do you how do you uh, work around that <clears throat> yes chandni so this covid suit or the ppe as we know it is the most dreaded thing to be worn this summer especially in a government hospital where sometimes the fans are also not in a working condition uh, the first time i wore it i felt like i was getting baked in it but compared to the risk of contracting the virus so if i don't practice safe guidelines and i'm not only setting a bad example but also risking many others who i come in contact with so yeah there's no option there no two ways around it uh, also i've done one posting in the covid ward till now went on for 7 days uh, for a total of 6 hours each day and i was rotated in morning afternoon and evening shifts and uh, <clears throat> i think this trend will continue till december and hopefully by then the pandemic would have died down mm. yeah sorry dr metri you were saying something no i i, I said can i add something to this actually we don't have such schedule so yes our schedule is a bit different so uh, basically i work in a in the obgyi department so that means that we conduct deliveries and we conduct cesarean sections we basically attend to only pregnant women or delivered patients so our shift is like we we enter the ward at 8 o'clock in the morning and we have to be there for 12 hours at a stretch which is absolutely inhuman i mean i cannot even imagine how you can be inside that pp for 3 to 4 hours basically the face shield starts fogging your goggles will start fogging your mask will start collecting sweat like every i remember every single duty that i do i tend to lose around 1 to 1.5 liters of sweat like the shoe covers that we wear oh they literally have sweat like water in it i mean you have to literally pour it and you know it's it's absolutely disgusting so i mean my experience has been terrible and we don't have non covid duties at all so it's basically like day in day out we have to do 24 hours of covid shift and then 3 days of quarantine period and then again 24 hours of uh, shift so 
I think it's inhuman, but the way the cases are rising in Mumbai, we have more than 120 plus positive pregnant women in our ward right now, and they're all delivering babies. So I mean, there is no option, but yeah, uh, it's it's just inhuman. It's, it's just. Inhuman. That is, and how do you manage twelve hours in that gown in the we PPE? We don't manage. Gown? We have like, uh, 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 you know, somebody fainting every single day. Someone gets dizzy. Someone stops being able to see. I've had hypoxic blindness two, three times so far. I just couldn't see anything for ten, fifteen minutes. And in general, I can't see much because of the uh, uh, face protection. But then, like Shreyasi said, this is something. This has become a part of our uh, uh, occupation now. It's an occupational hazard. We have to wear it so that. At least we don't infect our patients and our family, but I don't know. I mean, right? And and um, it does the virus spread to the newborns as well? No, actually, luckily, almost ninety nine percent of the uh, newborn babies have not yet been infected. Meaning their mothers are positive, but the babies test negative. So that's like fantastic. News. And are the mothers surviving, considering their immunity levels are pretty low? No, but right? they're still surviving. So we've had only one mortality in two months. So it's been pretty good so far. That is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of negative uh, conversation around COVID, and uh, you know, with the news and with people just spreading lots of you know forwards, and there's a lot of negative talk going around. So. Um, I want to ask the both of you all: uh, Is there any inspiring story that maybe you can share with our listeners? Something positive that has come out of this whole pandemic? And Dr. Maitri, maybe we can start with you. Oh uh, yeah, actually, I do have uh, a story of how uh, Mumbai has really shown its true spirit in these times. I mean, I work in a government hospital in Mumbai, and uh, suddenly, overnight, when lockdown was announced in uh, India. I think government hospitals were affected the most because we literally don't even have access to water, tea, coffee. Our canteens were shut. Our dabbas were shut. Dabba walas were not delivering. I mean, literally three meals were also difficult for us. I remember there was this one Sunday, uh, the day after the lockdown was announced, we literally had to starve. Like that one day, we had to live on bread and maggi. That's all we had available. And then uh, people came oh out, God. and people came out donating insane amount of. I mean. Uh, we got. We would get breakfast, lunch, and dinner from Taj Group. So literally, boxes would be would be delivered to us, not just to us, to every single staff working in the hospital, every single servant, technician, ambulance driver, sweepers. Literally, every single person working in my government hospital got all three meals provided by Taj Group and Sanjeev Kapoor team. And then we would have chocolates and refreshments and ORS solutions because, like I said, people would be fainting, people would be visiting the ward, and all of these things were not available to us because we. Step out to a shop because we are supposed to get quarantine after our uh, duty. So people of the city have just risen to the occasion and they have donated so much. All of our PPEs, thousands of personal protective equipment, and each of them cost anywhere between one thousand to two thousand rupees. So they are not uh, inexpensive. They are actually pretty expensive, and all of them have come through donations. The government and the BMC is trying their best, but actually nothing is enough because the kind of numbers we have seen in Mumbai, it's I mean not possible. For the government body also to arrange something overnight. So I remember this. Uh, there was this WhatsApp group of mothers going to the of kids who were going to the same kindergarten. Uh, uh, and those ma- women I had donated, I think they collected like a lakh rupees and uh, they collected some 100 or uh, 500 PPEs and N95 masks and they donated it uh, uh, to Nair because that preschool was next to Nair. 
so i mean i it is so overwhelming that you know people even in the time of this pandemic people are not afraid to help uh, uh, other people uh, despite they themselves probably have are going to have financial issues uh, in the coming uh, months but the kind of generosity that i have seen right. through the city in in i mean n95 mask face shields i remember i went to warsova to this college girl who was uh, just with the help of her mother and three friends they made i think 2000 face shields and they donated it, it to km uh, uh, nayar and jj and she was so excited she was like you can call me anytime these get over and within two days we'll deliver 1000 more like they literally made it at home everything was done at home assembled at home packed at home and they delivered it to us so it was fantastic the way people are helping each other it's been pretty good that really sounds that sounds so inspiring it's so uh, yeah i i mean mumbai is is i think that kind of city right where uh, people just consider everyone as family really yes. a similar story yeah i have a similar story where so there was this guy the day the lockdown annou- uh, was announced there was this guy who came and offered to pay for our snacks and uh, we had uh, you know huge donations coming in from uh, various uh, anonymous donors i mean that was i think really inspiring and i think the best part is chandi is when you see a patient thanking you for all your support i mean it's one thing for people sitting at home to donate uh, you know funds and pps that is inspirational too but at the same time when a patient is thanking you with it's it's a very heartfelt uh, message and uh, when you see him getting discharged it, he he's really full of uh, you know gratefulness which is something that moves you have to add so there's this mithai wala in grand road i remember one of his patients was actually one of his known patients not even his own family was admitted in nayar and i remember he randomly happened to ask the resident doctor that what do you think i can do you know i'm really grateful for your services and i don't know what we can do and he was like you know i'm not a doctor i'm not a policeman i'm not in the army i'm just a mithai wala what can i do and that resident just told him that you know we have we are linking covid 19 with immunity so why don't you just uh, give all of my patients some dry fruits and uh, laddus and i kid you not that man in one day he he gave us he donated our hospital 3000 laddus with ghee and like uh, jaggery and all sorts of dry wow. humongous laddus yeah, all of our patients happy to see it and <laughs> it also is going to help build their immunity so i think small small acts everyone doing their own part and you know yeah even yeah. patients over here they're getting they're getting like food from marriott day in and day out so you know uh everyone's making sure that people are getting the best yeah yeah i think that's the important yeah yeah currently i think the most important is is for people to just take care of their immunity and to build their immunity and do whatever it takes to you know just just keep yes. themselves safe yeah So before recording the podcast we usually ask our listeners to send in their questions for our host if any we have two questions and maybe each of you can answer one of them so the first question is there have been talks of a vaccine coming out do you see that happening anytime soon Uh, if a vaccine does emerge that's well and good but because it's a mutant virus it's something like influenza so we came up with a vaccine for influenza and then the genetic because of a genetic uh, confirmation the entire vaccine was declared null and void and then again they had to prepare on the vaccine so because this is a mutant virus we don't know how well this vaccine will work and for now we don't know if it's possible to immunize everyone with it understood so anytime soon is definitely not on the cards 
uh, a lot of research and like money goes into uh, you know vaccine preparation but i mean if people have started working on it then well and good but that's not the way to go about it right now i feel that you know just practicing social distancing and uh, wearing masks and you know not stepping out unless you have to those are the right ways to go about it and let's be hopeful but at the same time let's not depend on a vaccine right that makes sense the second question is uh, are the frontline staff taking hcq which is hydroxychloroquine as preventive medicine uh, yeah so actually uh, there was an icmr guideline which said that you were supposed to take hcq uh, but a lot of healthcare workers actually decided to skip it because this is a novel virus and uh, there was no treatment for it there still is no treatment for it and hcq hydroxychloroquine is not a very uh, safe drug i mean it is not devoid of uh, adverse effects it affects your eyes and uh, it affects your uh, gi system as well so uh, a lot of my colleagues actually skipped it but yes hydroxychloroquine has uh, proven to decrease viral shedding at least so it, what that means is that even if you get infected and if you have taken the prophylactic dose of hydroxychloroquine you will not shed as much virus and you will probably not be able to infect as many people as you otherwise would have but it's not a safe drug and also it cannot be used in patients who are hypertensive you have to get a electrocardiogram done before or you take it so it's not advisable at all to take it over the counter i don't even think they're selling it over the counter but it's basically for healthcare workers to take it as prophylaxis after consi- uh, t- taking consultation of the physician or the endocrinologist but a lot of people have skipped it right so it definitely yeah. has its side effects right understood so the lockdown in india obviously cannot go on forever and soon enough it will be lifted with our present population count along with the infrastructure scenario could you all suggest two tips each for our listeners that they must follow not just presently but in the future as well for their own safety as well as the safety of their families the two tips i'd like to give to everybody listening is that number 1 you have to follow all the precautions that have been uh, told by the government you have to wear your mask you have to wear your gloves you have to wear uh, you have to bathe every single time that you step out of the house and come back into the house whoever you meet wherever you meet second you have to maintain social distancing and uh, respect each other's personal space you never know who's infected you never know who you can infect so Thank you Dr. Maitri and Shreyasi what about you two tips for our listeners So if this pandemic has taught us anything it is that life is precious and uh, so even after uh, this whole uh, vibe dies down i feel eating right and sleeping well are two simple things that we can adhere to and something that will help build immunity uh, i know it's easier said than done because most of us have busy schedules uh, but you know if we invest in our health from now on it will have long term effects for sure it will have long term benefits for sure because uh, as maitri pointed out covid is a lot more serious in diabetics and hypertensives and all of these conditions are related to stress and you know routine stress is okay everyone goes through it but if there is something that is continuously bothering you it's probably better to see a professional about it so i'd like to stress on that apart from that 
uh, I feel that the public needs to imbibe in them a, a bit of civic sense. Uh, simple things like not spitting in public places, not littering in public places, all of these things need to be followed even after the pandemic has died down. And uh, if we are a little bit more disciplined after this pandemic, then I would say we've benefited from it. Right. Those are actually some really great points. And I actually completely agree with you on the point you raised about stress. Stress has become a factor people are starting to live with instead of addressing and resolving it. And one of the important points of not addressing this that people don't realize right now is that it could lead to long-term health issues. To conclude, I definitely agree that people need to follow social distancing norms and proper hygiene, especially in a country like India, where people don't even think twice before spitting on the road. And hopefully, this has also been eye-opening for the government in terms of lack of proper infrastructure, and they will make the required amends. Thank you so much once again, Dr. Shreyasi and Dr. Maitri, for giving us your time during your busy schedules. Thank you so much, Tani. It was great to be here. It was great talking to you as well.